Jenny Artichoke lived on a boat by the sea with her baby. And she didn't know much about anything, but she was so much in love with me. Jenny, looking through a porthole. Jenny, climbing up a flagpole. Jenny, with hair afire. How could anyone ever pass by her? Sorry, I couldn't think of any cool wrestling tie-in to do to Jenny Artichoke. But, um, that's <laughs> by the bitchin' group Kaleidoscope, who sings this song much better than I do. And they get the lyrics right, too. So. <laughs> You know what I was going to ask you? Did you watch that um, that video of um, that singer, Miguel? No. The one that did the leg drop? No. <laughs> he tried to jump over the fans, and when he jumped over, he <laughs> slipped and leg dropped this one girl across you the head. You told me about that. I forgot. <laughs> oh, God. Here, I'll look it up while you did. She wasn't hurt, right? No, she came out. After the show, they actually interviewed them both. He apologized uh, and everything. That's funny. Yeah. Well, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Vandal Drummond and Alfredo Esparza. Another edition of Lucha World. Hope everybody is doing totally uh, well these days. I know we are. Um, uh, we've watched very little on TV, but we've seen actually. Actually, we've seen quite a. We've seen enough on TV. We've but seen enough. We've seen. I think we've gone to a lot of shows. Though, we've gone really. to a lot of live shows, and we've had a lot of fun doing that. For the first time, we checked out uh, one of the shows run by Supernatural, the UIPW in East Los Angeles. And uh, got to see Guerrero Maya in action. And I, if you hear my voice hesitating, it's we're, because we're, I'm we're. about to watch Miguel at the Billboard Music Awards do the leg drop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm amazed and he kept, he kept singing. He kept singing. But the way he leg dropped her, she like banged her head on the... I was going to say, it looked like he took her head off yeah. practically. I think immediately he knew he knew right away what yeah, happened. Go to YouTube people and look for Miguel Billboard Music Awards 2013 Leg Drops audience member. You I, just have to write Miguel Leg Drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can cut to the chase, you know. You don't have to write oh, that whole thing. Oh, Lord. No, write everything, ladies and gentlemen. Don't listen Miguel to Leg right Drop. Now. Oh my god, that could have been tragic. <laughs> Best drop kick you've seen this yeah. year? Hey, she no-sold it. Yeah, I, she no-sold it. Yeah. She just walked away. Oh, And then he yeah. hugs the, the white girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that... Now, now back to the... Now, yeah, back to back to our show now that I'm done singing very badly and... Uh, and watching Miguel leg drop. Talk about, as we talk about us watching Miguel leg drop some poor lady. Um... 
Well, actually, there's a ton of news uh, going on these days. Well, we were going to talk about the shows we went to recently. Yeah, the shows we went to. A few weeks ago, we went to our first UIPW show that uh, actually featured Guerrero Maya Jr. on the cover. Yeah, yeah. He was the... Well, actually, it was him, Bestia666, um, Hijo de Rey Mysterio. Yes. Those were the three... And Damien666. Yes. Those were the four big names. And Kung Fu Jr., let's... Let's not forget uh, Kung Fu Fu Jr. He actually wasn't that bad. He was pretty good. I liked him. I actually thought he was pretty good. Like, him versus Damien Mm kind of reminds me of the whole, um, what was Kung Fu, right? The original? Him feuding with somebody that they would take out the nunchucks and everything. First time I ever saw the original Kung Fu was at the Olympic Auditorium, and his arrival was Ari Romero. And anybody who has ever seen Ari Romero can tell you that. He did that uh, ninchuck spot to you know so well because you know kung fu would you know do this beautiful work with the ninchuck just uh, to entertain the audience members and then he'd give to Ari Romero and Ari <laughs> Romero would swing it three times and bop himself yeah, in the bop. head and you know roll his head eyes up in his head. And Ari Romero so, was a great bump taper. A very great bump taper. <laughs> I'm stammering, man. What, what, what's with it? It's 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 barely five minutes into the show. And you're yeah, already stammering. Yeah, I haven't had enough coffee, and, yeah. and maybe I should start doing drugs. I don't know. Maybe I would. Get more <laughs> hey, like Conan, you could actually get high before the show. Or yeah, during, during the show it works too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, would you like to hear Vandal Drummond do bong hits in the background while you listen to this? <laughs> the the beautiful sound of uh, you know steam and smoke swirling into my lungs. You can write me at Liger L Y G E R at AOL dot com. I give that address out all the time, and nobody pays any attention. <laughs> they never send you emails. Yes. You know yes. why? Because they know you're not going to read them yeah. <laughs> or, or reply to them. Yeah. Besides, they know me on Facebook already, yeah. probably. But then you don't re- you don't reply there either. <laughs> email address for 19 years now so I, I, I'm going to flaunt it and he's only answered email 19 times that's right that's right so uh, so next year the 20th year you've had that email you'll answer another email next year yes I will yeah. it'll be a celebration yes. you know my that per- you'll, you'll remember that person's name yay <laughs> anyway uh, back to the show yeah um, what was I going to say um See, I already forgot. Yeah, I thought it was a fun show. Superboy went to the show. In fact, we met a lot with you know, Enrique Medina Jr. Yeah, Enrique, was there. I didn't even know who that was until you told me afterwards. And I, was, <laughs> I had spent, like, what was it, like, a whole three hours just talking yeah. to him. And I was like, and then you're like, that that was Enrique Medina Jr. You're like, oh, really? That was Enrique. Yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the local L.A. Lucha scene. Dynamic. We have three Lucha Libre, I mean, Lucha <laughs> I do have to start doing drugs. Because I just call them drubs. Did you hear that? Drubs. Man, sobriety is a dangerous thing, I guess. Uh, no, there, uh, there's a guy named Dinamik who was on the local lucha scene way back, I think maybe into the 70s. His uh, wow. name is Enrique Medina. Uh, he has a son named Enrique Medina, who was a photographer for many years and still takes pictures of the matches. And... Now, there's a third Enrique Medina, who is this really goth-looking 14-year-old who is following in his papa's footsteps and is snapping pics at the matches, too. Um, we saw a lot of people we hadn't seen in a long time. Jaguar de Oro. Uh, yeah, he wrestled. Well, I remember we went in the back, and we didn't know who anybody was. So, so it, actually, feel it actually looked like we didn't know anybody at first, because it was like, yeah, we don't know anybody here. Even six or seven years ago, if I went to a local Lucha dressing room, uh, it was like a reunion. Everybody knew me. I knew everybody. And I walk in there, and I realize, wow, a lot of guys have 
hung up their boots in the last couple of years, and there's a lot of new kids I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> Somehow Bestia666 knew who we were, and I've never met him. <laughs> <laughs> or he must be a really friendly guy. I'm guessing he must be a really friendly he guy. He was cool. Yeah. He was a nice guy. Very nice guy. That's a, but uh, they run every two weeks. Every two weeks. Have a really good show there. Yeah. If you if you want to look up on Facebook, they have an account. UIPW. They had a pretty good um that one singles match with Thunderwolf and Robbie Phoenix. That was nice. Yes. Had a really scary finisher though. That was which, frightening. I thought he was. I, I think I explained it as being something that looked like a razor's edge. It started as a razor's edge. It started right? as a razor's edge, and off then of he the like turnbuckles. Yeah, and then it looked like they wanted to do something like some sort of flip. Like, the guy on the top was going to flip or something? And not something. only did it look messed up, it looked like Phoenix was hurt. I was, yeah. He is okay, but... Yeah, he was okay afterwards. I paused yeah. in fear. Hector Canales was there. Actually, he was the one guy we knew in the back, so... Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was actually the one we... We didn't even know who well, Ruby most, Cardenia was when we showed up. <laughs> like, who is this? Well, most of the people that we knew we that we hadn't seen in a long time were, were, were out in the audience. Yeah. They, but they're all people who were associated with uh, L.A. Lucha. Yeah. But, yeah, Hector Canales and Ruby Gardenia, uh, they had a great tag match. That was very entertaining. Yeah. It's a fun Actually, show. Actually, the, the final three matches were really good. Mm-hmm. Stuff you would enjoy at an indie show. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, the main event was really good with... Um, very good work. Hijo de Rey Mysterio and um, El Misterioso. The... And Guerrero Maya Jr. No, he was in the semi. Was he in the... Wait. Yes. That was a tag match. The main event was Boy, a tag match. Boy, am I match. burying myself <laughs> Like, right, yeah, the main event was um, Supernatural and Bestia Six Six Six. It helps that I have the the notes, the notes, notes right in front. That's what I'm going to start doing. I, I actually went on my page and found it. I thought it was cute how the uh, uh, the heels team in that main event had a manager, a Gringo manager, which helped get more. Yeah, K. Ross and uh, Supernatural uh, waves the American flag all over the place. He, he's an interesting story, Supernatural, because he is. Uh, a gringo who specifically got into the Lucha Libre scene. And Superboy, I remember saying, you know, he had, you know, he had a little adapting to do and was really talented. And, you know, he's a gringo jumping into a whole different style of wrestling and has done not only very well for himself as a wrestler, but is actually, you know, getting a rep as a promoter, too. Yeah. Yeah. A friendly guy too. Yeah, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was on that show? Oh, and and the man—I was about to say—the manager. They had a stip where the manager would get his head shaved if the baby faces won. Yeah, and I didn't even know that, but it was the, it was set up early in the card, like yes. the, the very first thing that happened. And I mean, if if you weren't paying attention, <laughs> you what didn't I even loved, know. What, was going on. what I loved is not only did they get a huge pop for him getting his head shaved. Uh-huh. But you know they had a pair of scissors there. It wasn't the barber shears. Did they use the barber shears in the end? Or no, I don't think they did. I think they just used the scissors. Yeah. But they invited one little kid to come up and snip a lock of his hair, and that led to another kid jumping into the ring wanting to get a snip of hair. So oh, I don't. Did he have a lot of hair? It wasn't that much. Not right? that much. Not no. Much. But the humiliation factor was there. Yeah. Yeah. And before you knew it, the ring was filled with kids all wanting to take a snip of hair. It was like this group project. I really dug that. Should have done that to Dr. Lucha. Dr. Lucha, and who that, that lost happened his the hair. following. Was it the following week that we went to that? Yeah, because we it went was to the that. Very next week, the May, very next week, May eighteenth. Yeah, uh, and tell tell the whole story, the setup of how Dr. Lucha put his hair up on the line. I think it was. I think it was the. 
I'm guessing February or I think February um, MPW show, right? Or January. One of those shows where Steve went and we were talking about um, whenever they set up the Amapola um, Estrellita match. Yeah, the, the hair, hair match. Hair. When they set, before they set that up, you guys had an MPW show. And we were sitting down talking about it and Steve tells me, you, you know who's going to win? Amapola's going to win. And I said, there's no way Estrellita's going to get her hair cut. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I have sources. A source told me. <laughs> and I go, I go, your source is wrong. And we kept going back and forth about it. And, I, I, and then, like, on Twi- I don't think we set it up there. I think it might have been on Twitter where we set it up. Where I said, I dare, I'll put... Because we kept going at it. We kept... Because Steve kept being very adamant that she was going to drop her hair. Yes. Yeah. So it happened, and I think it was during Twitter, where he was... We, he did a podcast with um, Brian, and he had talked about that also on that show, that he was going to do the... That she was going to win. Amapola was going to win. And we kept saying, oh, she's not going to... She's not going to win. Estrellita's going to win. So then I bet him on... This is something I do on Twitter a lot. Well, I'll bet you something or, you know, because, you know, that's what you do when you're a guy. You're, I'll bet you this guy's going to lose or whatever. Absolutely. So I told, I told Steve, I'll bet you, I'll bet you Estrellita's going to win that match. So then he said, I'll agree. Let's put our hair on the line. So I said, hey, let's not shave. Let's cut it into a mullet. <laughs> I love that. So, so he agreed to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I told him, like, so then the match happened. I told him he didn't have to do it, but he insisted he would do it. So we we saw him, I think, in the March. I think it was March. Yeah, March. It was the March. Because they did it. That was in April. A March MPW show, and he said he would do it the following show because it was going to be his birthday. Yes. Around his birthday or something like that. So then May 18th comes along, and as we're getting ready to go to this show, and Steve had already said he would do it, I get told by Dan... That they're going to add it as part of a storyline because I was curious how they were going to do it because I thought it would be silly just to have him cut his hair. I just assumed he was going to cut his hair in the back by some like some when somebody would cut it in the back. Mm-hmm. But then Dan tells me that it's going to be part of a. Actually, you told me that it was going to be part of a storyline, and then Dan explained the storyline. Yes, and then Dan starts saying that here's what we're going to do: we're going to have Steve put his hair on the line based off of the Vandal Drummond Frankie D match. But the other person that's going to put his hair in, on his line on the line is going to be me. <laughs> and when he said that, I said, "There's no way that would have happened." And he's like, "I know." He's like, "I know." That's what I figured. So we just decided to do Doctor Lucha. So then Doctor Lucha, they set it up where it was basically he picked, he wrote in a in a sheet of paper and put in an envelope. Yes, and added it to, Dan. to Dan, who would win the the match between Vandal Drummond and Frankie D. Steve sat ringside the entire time, looked very sad. I actually thought he was sad for real. Because <laughs> the way he looked, he looked sad. And I was like, man, he really looks depressed. I, I hope he's not like... Actually, and it was his birthday. I, yeah, that's what I think. I, I hope he's not having second thoughts or anything. Because I would have told him, you know, you don't have to do it. So then um, I told him even before that, you don't have to do it. But then we, actually before that, we went to... We went to um, what store was that that we went to? We went to CVS. CVS, some store that we went to. To, to buy some uh, uh, clippers. Clippers. So Steve, <laughs> instead of getting clippers, gets a razor. That's right. Because he's figuring, hey, this thing, this not not only will this cut my hair, it works great for my to to cut my uh, my cut, trim down my beard and stuff. So what they find out later is that that's not very good for your hair. <laughs> so he decides to get. He also got scissors too that day. That was smart. Yeah. So they used the scissors. Um, what was it? So he ends up 
you guys end up having your match. Steve ends up picking you because you were the one that lost, right? Yes, that's right. We I I borrowed from uh, Mystico's brief heel run in CMLL yeah. where. Frank, you guys almost didn't finish your match, though. I mean, oh you got God, scary. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, what is Frank? Frankie and I are having a battle of the Cavernarius. It's our, both of our finishing move is the Cavernaria invented by Cavernario Galindo. Yeah, and so he. Uh, rather, I put the Cavernaria on him, and I'm giving it my all, and he slowly is working his way out of it, and finally breaks it, and. Uh, you know, we go back and forth, and then finally he slaps the Cavernaria on me, and as soon as he clamps it on, I just scream like a pussy and give up, and yeah. you know, run away like a you, baby. You missed. The, you didn't tell the part no, where you guys. Part, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to wow. remember. Wow, I, I know. I. You want me to say it? <laughs> no, I'll say it. Because yeah. uh, it looked, it it looked right away. I was so scared. Because because I think Frankie didn't set up at first properly, and as soon as you saw the second. The, the, the brief second of hesitation, you knew something was going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what it is is Frankie's like early 40s, I think. Probably right around 40. He's in really good shape for his age, but he and I, we both have ring rust. Yeah. You know, we don't, we're not wrestling on a regular basis. I mean, even when I watch footage of myself, I can see you know, my timing's off and yeah. a little off, not dangerously or anything. But he likes doing that one that, you know, Ray Mysterio was doing a number of years ago, uh, you know, where he dives off the rope and kitty corners over the other uh, rope. You know, I took the Negro Costas bump where he drop kicks me in the butt from the top of the turn buckle to the floor. That went well. Then I see him doing it. I could see him hesitating and... You know, not hesitating in his mind so much, but... More like he kind of just... Physically, his Yeah, he messed up. He, messed, he landed incorrectly or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he landed to the left of me, and uh, I reached out, but I didn't reach out in time. I mean, I was a little slow in seeing that he had, had you know, not mistimed, but mismaneuvered, and he was off to my left and he crash landed and I was so scared he was like hurt badly yeah and I that you proceeded to stomp on him <laughs> just yeah, yeah I, I went very lightly yeah, stomped yeah. on him and then I made like I was choking him asking are you okay and he says I don't know yet <laughs> oh really <laughs> he was out and then uh, I got in the ring and just sauntered a bit and people start yelling boring yeah and we want wrestling I know exactly yeah. my first my first uh, instinct was to say oh screw all of you but yeah. um, obviously that would have been yeah. immature of me then when I saw him get up on the apron I could see that he was hurting but he's gonna be okay and uh, uh, when we got back to the dressing room he cracked open a couple of modelos and we started drinking and all was well but I really <laughs> freaked out and I told him Okay, next time we do a tope, you're just doing a simple tope through the ropes and yeah. nail me where I am a target that you can't miss. You yeah, that, we're, that, we're, 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 you if, guys, if we were in the ring all the time, he would have been able to do that. Do that in his sleep. Yeah, and, and that's that's what you notice when like CMLL guys come over. <laughs> They're like so much like like that show we went to the UIPW <laughs> show. You could tell the difference between like Girl Maya Junior and um, Bestia Six Six Six. All these guys who wrestle way more frequently plus they're younger but I mean they wrestle way more frequently compared to like a guy who maybe just wrestled once that's his one show he wrestles because he's booked for that one show then he has to go to work or whatever and you could tell the difference between how they they... it's it's very true and the local the local boys who train regularly as far as the lucha guys go uh, 
I mean, they're training twice a week. They're usually getting and that's, gigs and that's, a week. Yeah, and that's know. that's a lot of training for them here locally, but it doesn't compare to exactly. like going exactly. to the Arena Coliseo, Arena Mexico or whatever, yeah. every day having access to that. So it's a reminder to me, like, you know, in my older age and not doing it frequently to keep the spot simple and yeah. don't try to show off when you're rusty. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, Steve got his haircut by everybody. That was fun. And yeah. That made the match fun and... Yeah. So Frankie and I'll be wrestling again, and we'll shoot the next. And GQ part. GQ Money gave you a compliment too at the end of the show. At the end of the show, right, or before your match? Oh, did he? That would he thought you were. Um, oh, he thought age. I was forty. He thought I was forty, <laughs> and I'm fifty-one. Yeah. yeah, he's my best friend. Yeah, he's your best friend. Now. <laughs> you, you, if you could move him up on your Facebook page, oh, he'd be like number one. <laughs> yeah, I'll be following yeah. him on Facebook yeah. for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, a show that I went to Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, the first time ever I checked out one of the shows that the Santino Brothers put on in Bell Gardens. This is a really fun little place. Chaos's group. Yeah, Chaos's Speaking of chaos, he went to the MPW show and tell the other story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joey Chaos and Jezebel were there uh, at the MPW show to check out GQ Money's uh, retirement match. Retirement match. Against Bo Cooper. And... I have something in my Facebook album called the Airplane Spinning Album where it's just pictures of me giving people the airplane spin. So I asked, Joey, could I pick you up for the airplane spin? So we got up, took the pick, and he says, could you do squats with the, could you do squats with the oh, okay, shoulders? Oh, did it afterwards. I said, well, let's see. And so I, I do three squats, and on the third one I hear this loud, <laughs> from the belt buckle down to the leg, my... Shorts, my jeans were just Your ripped. My jorts. You don't like yeah. calling them jorts. <laughs> jorts, yeah. My blue jean shorts yeah. were just ripped. And so, yeah. <laughs> were they badly ripped? Did you? Oh, I had yeah. to throw them out. There's no repairing these babies. <laughs> you didn't sew them. Like, it was like... funny. And it, it, the rip was so loud, it was almost like a sound effect. Oh, it was geez. planned. Did he hear it or were you doing Everybody heard it. We all started laughing the moment <laughs> it happened. Uh, but a chaos's show. It's, it's really cool. It's where uh, they train their they train the, the uh, students and chaos. It was the first time I've seen him do his voodoo gimmick. Mm-hmm. It is so awesome his gimmick. I swear he's channeling the late screaming Jay Hawkins. It's, he does it at Lucha Baboom, right? That's where he first started doing it. I, that's the first time I ever saw the yeah. the gimmick done. I remember when they did a Lucha Baboom tour. I remember seeing all the uh, photos. Yeah, the photos. That's him. the first time he saw. I that. thought, God, that yeah. looks really cool and. I triple that compliment. It is the coolest gimmick. The shows are really fun. I mean, this show reminded me very much of an old school TV studio taping from the late sixties or early seventies. It's a, it's refreshing. It's a, a really small place. I bet you only maybe thirty people, you know, fit in there for an audience. The matches are solid. They don't go forever. They're not overdone high spot fests. The guys are really good workers, and uh, it it's uh, ten bucks Thursday nights. If you check on Facebook, you can usually find the lineup. Got a lot of the guys on the local scene. I mean, not just the students. Kayam uh, wrestled Lucha Machine, which Lucha was Machine. my. Personal favorite match. There was, let me first say, nothing sucked on the show. Every match was good, but 
I enjoyed watching an old school lucha match that was a lot of mat work, and, you know, a little bit of American style thrown in. And you know, it, as I say this, Kayam is probably the long, the most enduring of the lo- local luchadores. He, I think, he started in the late '70s or 1980, maybe. I first saw him in '81. Yeah, and I think he's one of the few local boys who has been consistently working on a regular basis and working almost every chance he gets. I is mean, his brother still wrestling? Or Yeah, his brother still wrestles. Just not wrestling as often? Not as often. I, I, I asked him where his bro was, and I I think he's like an x-ray technician or something like that. Oh, that's right. He's got a... Or a nurse. Or, yeah. I mean, he yeah. works in a hospital. Yeah, I remember that. But he has a... You know, he, he's still in action, but yet Kayam has just... He, that guy's been all over the place. And he is still very good. I mean, he's one of the few guys. It was funny. I went up to him after the match, and we're catching up and talking. And, you know, most of the guys my age I talk to, they're saying, oh, wow, I'm hurting here, I'm hurting there. You know, I'm going to have to call quits pretty soon. What he told me was, oh, man, you know, I I had to take a quick break. I hate when I take a break because I start hurting everywhere. As long as I'm wrestling consistently, I feel, like, really good and really good shape. And, you know, and I believe it, too, because when I watch him wrestle, he does a a really good, solid style, but he's not trying to take every bump known to mankind as people are wont to do these days. He still has his full beard and all that stuff. He's full beard. uh, His hair and stuff. He's, he's got an awesome look. I mean, people haven't seen his face. Yeah, if he ever decided... If he to, ever dropped his mask, he would be an awesome-looking heel. Yeah, he would be. Kind of like be. a Colosetti-looking kind of guy. Yes, he's got a that's a good way of putting yeah. it. That's a, an excellent yeah. way of putting it. Uh, he's a year older than I am, which shocked me. Wow. I, I thought... Damn, he's old. I know, yeah, <laughs> he's very old. I'm 51, he's yes. 52. Well, I mean, it, I mean, think about it. Narukasas is, what, 53 or something like that? Yeah, but there's a few guys there's out there who are still... Really, and he's still really good. Yeah, you can learn from these guys, seriously. Yeah. That's not just a joke. You yeah, Kirk, really come on. You should be... You, this, you, if you were in Mexico, you'd be a main eventer right now. Absolutely you'd not. Be like, you'd be pure oath. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be the new pure oath. No, I'd be beaten down. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be older than... I'd look yeah. a lot older if I was wrestling all the time. Yeah. No, you probably wouldn't. Um, anyway, that was a cool show. And just really briefly, not so much a Lucha comment, but uh, last night after I finished a plethora of errands during the day, I touched base with my friend Dan. Uh, I decided Dan Farron? Yeah, Dan Farron. I just had to make an L.A. run and just kind of look around some of the wacky shops there and uh, called Dan to see if he wanted to do dinner. And uh, he said, well, at the story salon at the coffee fix, uh, Hank Garrett is there. And Hank Garrett is... A guy who was a TV actor in the 50s and 60s. Is this somebody I would have said, who's Hank Garrett? You would have, you would have, oh, you know what? You saw him? Yeah, I saw him at the... You know, yeah, 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 yeah. The, that one roller derby wrestling yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. he's... Uh, people who are mega TV fanatics from way back... See, I wouldn't have three, said, who's Hank Garrett? I would have said, oh, I remember this guy. I know the, that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, but he's a guy who's done a lot of different stuff. He, but he, he was a wrestler for a while uh, in the 50s, I think through the late 60s. The I guess he's best known for that show, Car 54, Where Are You?, which was a big hit in the early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he did a, a one-man show, a spoken word thing that was really enjoyable. Oh, so. cool. So I've actually had a lot of wrestling shoved into these last couple of yeah. weeks. It's probably the busiest I've been wrestling-wise for a while. Yeah, did you hear on um, June 1st, who's going to be here in um, East L.A.? 
No, I didn't. Atlantis and Ultimo Guerrero. Really? Yeah. We must see if we're free. June 1st. It's oh, on Kisses. That... Kisses promotion. Oh, that might be worth checking out. Yeah, they were asking me if I've seen Kisses Kids. I think I saw the first one. The I don't junior. know if I've ever seen the kids. The third one, I don't, I've never... I didn't even know there was a third one. I don't one. think I've ever seen any of the... The Kiss ones? I've never been to a uh, Kiss... I, I would assume I've never been to one. I don't... Yeah. The original Kiss... <laughs> I can't remember. I remember, I remember seeing remember. the original Kiss when he debuted like yeah. 1981 in San Bernardino. The only reason I knew that UIPW was UIPW is because they mentioned it was called that. Because, I mean, <laughs> we go to Lucha shows, it's like, I don't know what show this is. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so many Lucha shows. If you're a Lucha nut, Southern California is the place to be. There's... Hordes of shows going on every weekend, and, and you know it's weird because people always ask, "What's the name of the promotion or whatever?" It's like it really doesn't have. I don't a name. know. It's the one at the boys' club or the one at the armory. You know, we, did the... we talk about Rocky passing away? We have to talk about that, and I'm actually because I don't even. Th- I'm actually yeah. embarrassed to say we haven't already brought this up after. Have we even done a podcast since then? No, we haven't. Yeah, we did one in April, right? Yes, yeah. uh, Rocky Roman, uh, who promoted throughout Southern California. Since the late 1980s. 1980s? Really? 1980s. 1998, wasn't it? Man, I'm making a train wreck of this podcast. Somebody's listening to this, they're like, oh my god, how dare this guy? (laughs) No, I. I, I, (laughs) He's typing in the email and deletes everything that he's going to (laughs) say. No, Rocky Rocky started promoting in the late 1990s, and I really only met him a few times because that was right around the the time when I was getting serious about school and full time work and just trying to. You know, not do so much, but he started promoting Compton at the uh, salon where uh, Platino used to promote. And from there, he became one of the regular fixtures as far as people who were promoting shows, promoted yeah. some pretty impressive shows throughout the For a years. long time. I mean, what was it, from 98 to 2013? 15 yeah. years? 15 years? That's well, about 15 years. Yes. So I. He, he also worked with Bart. In um, City of Industry. That's right. Some of the early shows, he would bring in like Alley Park, Shocker, yes. Mr. Aguila. Then the later group, the later shows with Miss Mil Mascaras, mm-hmm. um, Blue Panther. That show we went to was um, co-promoted by him, I think. I didn't realize he was part of that. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, but yeah, he, and he worked with a lot of different yeah. people in the Southland. And he even did, was it Chicago where he even... Chicago, I think there was some shows in Texas also. Mm-hmm. He did, a, he, did, he did a lot of shows outside of the... I think even Colorado. Wasn't there a show in Colorado? Yes, there was. I think there was. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy who really... There's a lot of people who start and stop and start and stop. But he's somebody who really uh, kept his uh, promoting his uh, promoting feet busy. He yeah, kept, I mean, he, this just this last year, he did one of those things where nobody ever thought would happen, where... CMLL AAA guys would work on the same show. And we both, the, you and I both looked back in embarrassment because we thought about going to the show, but we thought, uh, what are the odds everybody's going to Yeah, because I think it started, we started talking about it in December, and then the first thing we said is, what are the odds of these guys all showing up? And then we were like, eh, let's not worry about it. And then it happens, and I'm like, holy shit, it actually happened. It was a success. And yeah. like, yeah, it was no easy task to get people from both AAA and CMLL. On and the I mean, page. now apparently it happens more often, so. It's not. It's not a. But he is one of the first. Yeah, uh, he was basically the first guy. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could say more in detail about him because uh, you know almost everybody in the Southland who's worked uh, the indie scene for you know any great period of time knows him better and could tell you more about him. But he's somebody who got the machine rolling and yeah. didn't slow down. 
It was very sudden and unexpected. He was about to promote a show, was it in Pico Rivera? Yeah, in I think May 11th or something like that. And out of the blue, it got canceled uh, just a few weeks ahead of time. When we were at the show in East L.A. Because I told you the day before we were going to the show in East L.A. about him him being sick. Yes, yes. And we were curious what it was. And when we saw Superboy at the East L.A. show, he said that uh, there were complications from a surgery he was having down in Tijuana. And it was serious and touch and go at the time, but at the time i guess they thought he was going to be okay yeah. they thought there would be a complete recovery and i guess he got out because i mean he posted on facebook something i don't oh, but I, he... I don't know if it's him that posted it or somebody because you know yeah you i haven't heard anything about what the exact cause was and stuff but i think everybody's in a bit of a you know a lot of people were in quite a bit of shock about it yeah but anyway, I, I just want to give a salute to the guy because I never worked for him and only met him on a few occasions. But he's somebody who made a lot of things happen in Southern California. And just want to give the guy a salute. Yeah. We should talk about AAA now. Yes, we talked, we've talked a lot about, <laughs> we talked about local indie wrestling. Area. We've talked a lot about my horrible delivery tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about the indie scene a lot. Your singing pretty much ruined the show. <laughs> I always ruin the show. I, I By stammering, you know, I listened to our last podcast, and uh-huh. I've, gotten to the, I've gotten to the bad habit of going, uh, uh, the, and I don't know why I'm suddenly doing that. Because <laughs> you're trying to remember everything, I think. Probably. And that's, that's I your... should just let myself forget, and maybe I will... At least you notice it, and maybe you'll stop doing it. Yes. That's, that's the important thing. If you're See, getting, if you're, if you're noticing it, noticing it, it means you're probably just going to stop doing it at some that's point. That's true. So that's true. Because so. there's people, you know, some people get that stud, something that they always say, and it stays with them. Like, and you be, don't know, you don't, you can't tell them, oh, dude, you shouldn't do that or you whatever. You know what? There would be a great computer app where if you attach it and to yourself and every time it hears the audible uh uh it you know, like, lights up there's wouldn't people, that be so there's people who, there's people who like they'll be telling you something and they'll say you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying yes you know what I'm saying? and it's like no <laughs> you've already said it I know what you're saying but they it's just out of habit that they say you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying I and think it's like, I used to say you know a lot yeah I can't remember what it was but I was doing you know you know and <laughs> somebody finally said yeah I know and, like, <laughs> and oh. you're like oh shit <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it it was Dave Meltzer that did this of course because he's so mean and yes. he's such a bully yes Dave Meltzer yeah. did he it. likes to hurt people and he never smiles he doesn't laugh <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry he, he wouldn't have even noticed I mean he's like in his own world he's so focused yes it's like he has, he's tunneled he doesn't he, doesn't, he wouldn't even notice this is something and this is I was wait, like the, remember the time you told me to he called me when Dave Melcher called me uh-huh. and I called him back and I felt like such a moron because my message I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what I'm saying like I sound like such a moron trying to explain to him that I sent him the email uh-huh. but it just came out like this long like hey Dave and I was like okay that's not you know song. that wasn't that's not because it just sounds like blah, 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 blah. but that's like, how he talks he yeah. talks rapid fire and he'll do long yeah but pauses. see but see he, he knows how to give you his leave his number let you know who it is <laughs> I don't do that I just started hey Dave this is uh, Fredo <laughs> calling you back and doing all this stuff but when you're talking about his tunnel vision now anybody who knows him has seen him do this on numerous occasions he's focused on whatever he's writing or what he's thinking about and you're conversing with him and you crack a joke and you hear this five second delay and then he bursts out laughing (laughs) it's like he's still thinking about the other stuff then he processes what you just said 
and he just starts laughing like, "Oh my god, that's funny!" Yeah, I'm just amazed at how much time he spends writing. I know that's that's, that's a lot. All the words he's put on paper and all the mistakes he gets. <laughs> he does. I was laughing because um, he did the he wrote. He wrote the Embusca de Unidolo, the entire, like, just a little info on it. Yes. And it was all wrong. No way. <laughs> Not all a- wrong, but it was like, the major points were kind of wrong. It's like, oh, he kind of has some of the stuff wrong. But, you know, nobody's really, I mean, nobody who reads. Well, as much. Anybody who follows hard. Lucha, who reads his, his news, already knows where to find it. Yes. Or already understands what the stuff is. So. Well, and he's covering such a wide array of things now. I don't know where he gets the time to focus on as much as he does I mean it's, he has to be deep into the mixed martial arts he um, yeah see that's that's the thing like people tend to forget that he's focusing not just in mixed martial arts not just pro wrestling mixed martial arts but he's fo- focusing on all these other like the the, the, the niche within the promotion like yes. the, the sub promotions all this other stuff that you, you're not he's not covering wrestling he's covering lucha and Japanese wrestling indie wrestling it's a lot of stuff I mean, when like, like if you cover one thing, it's it's not as difficult, and it's still a lot of work. Like if it you're is. covering Lucha Libre. About two years ago, I was in the dressing room at an indie show. I'm I like the guy, so I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> he was saying, "Yeah, everybody says how how much Dave Meltzer knows, but you know, he never cover, covers our shows down here." <laughs> I just said, "Do you know how many promotions there are throughout the United States? How many indie shows yeah. there are? Just LA alone, there's yeah. like there's at least three or four. But I've met several people who actually think that there's a lot of promotions in California, and there's no other promotions throughout the country. Yeah, every state now has God knows how many indie yeah. promotions. And there's there, so there's many that come wrestlers. and go. There's so many that come and go too. I mean, you're not just counting the the promotions that exist. There's so many. Other... Oh yeah, wrestlers have bred like cockroaches in the yes. last twenty years. There used to be a handful of indie wrestlers in every region. Now there's indie wrestlers everywhere in the country. Well, just just covering Japanese wrestling. I mean, if you just cover New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Yes. And there are sites like a lot of the Japanese promote. There's there's like some guys who are from here or from Australia or. England or whatever, mm-hmm. and they decide they're just going to cover one promotion because it's a lot of work. If you're going to cover yes, every single smart. promotion, it's a lot of work that you're going to do. I would love it if I didn't have to work nine to five because I could watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been my dream when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but uh, nowadays you probably wouldn't anyway. No, I probably. Wouldn't <laughs> I dig my CMLL. I dig uh, my AAA. And you don't watch AAA. Don't lie. <laughs> I did watch a uh, Blue Deeming match. Oh yeah, that's right. We just I talked about that. that. <laughs> I uh, I just want to briefly say, then we'll get into the news. I it had been ages since I saw Blue Demon Junior, and I was a little surprised uh, how smooth he looks these days and how over he is. I mean. Well, he's new to the promotion, too. So. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure. I don't remember him. He hasn't being, been there in a while. Back but. in the day when I saw him regularly, I actually think he's a better worker than he was back then. I think and, he's actually gotten better. Yeah, and I was, I was surprised because a lot of guys will just rest on their laurels, but uh, that was the most over I've seen him. He's, here's the thing with Blue Demon Jr. He's good, but his opponent makes him that much better. Gotcha. Because he's actually good. It's not just because you don't think he's the greatest worker doesn't mm-hmm. mean you hate him. Right. And that's what a lot of people t- tend to like, oh, you must hate him because you don't think he's good. No, you also have to admit, have to point out the opponent. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's in there with Blue Panther, if he's in there with Hijo Santo, or he's in there with El Macias, he's going to have a great match. But is, if he's in there with Cibernético, 
there's only so much way. he can do. Yeah. And, you know, even that, he, he could probably pull off a good match because Cibernetico yeah. brings a lot of charisma. I have him. no grudge for a wrestler who, if he can just slap on a headlock and make the crowd pop. Yeah. Certain guys are that's just... That's fine with me. That, that's, what like separates, that. that's what separates a really good worker from a, from a good worker. A really good worker can have a good match. Like, Nero Casas can have a good match with a really bad yes. r- wrestler. Or a really... Like, he could have a good match with Angel de Oro, who is an okay... High flyer, but doesn't really do a lot. He can make him look. He can awesome. make him look that much better. Yes. But then you'll see him against somebody else, and it's like, what's the difference between Alhe de Oro and Fuego and all these other dudes that are here? And it really is Nero Casas yeah. when they're in a match with Nero Casas. He's although Fuego is much better than Angel de Oro. Yes. Now. Have you seen Fuego recently? I have seen. Yeah, Fuego he's, he's really I good, do, and I like him. Yeah, he's good. And and I do like Angel de Oro. And I hope I hope he continues he's, to improve. I, I really out. just dig him. He's injured right now. I think. I think, he's in, um, I think he had a leg injury or something. He's taking like a couple months off. Now, the news in AAA right now centers a lot on... Uh, Triple Mania. They're setting Triple up Mania. Triple Mania. Yes. In, I think it's in two weeks, is it? Three weeks? June 16th. Triple Mania 21? Yeah, are you good with Ro- Roman numerals? <laughs> 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 you know, once they get past... Once they get past... 30? Yeah. I'm pretty much done. It's going to be Triple Mania XXI. Yeah. yeah. I always laugh because the Super Bowl, I think once they got past like a certain number, I can't tell you the, yeah. the numbers. It's like, Super Bowl 2013. 2013. <laughs> it's two, like, I don't even remember. Yeah, um, that show, um, Triple Mania, we already knew the main event they set up like, wow, I think last <laughs> in December, I think. That's smart. They set it up a long time ago. At least, at least they started teasing that going back to then. And then they finally set it up, I think, in February or March mm-hmm. to finally set up. So it's basically them just feuding or talking about their, their match. It's going to be Paraguayo Jr. versus um, Cibernetico in a hair match. That's which I'm fun. challenging Steve Sims Uh-oh. to another hair match, so you better grow it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you better grow one, Steve grow Sims. Some, grow some more hair. Well, how about if uh, he loses the bet this time that we find a pair of barber shears and, oh, mohawk. Mohawk, yeah. Mohawk versus Mohawk. Are match. you up for it? Now you know Vandal Drummond won't put up his hair. <laughs> um, that's the main event. The semi-main event is actually um, Hijo del Tejano. Why does it say Hijo del Tejano? Tejano Jr. That's a, I'm used to hearing him say Tejano. No, it's the same thing. It is, Tejano, yes. Tejano Jr. Um, he goes by both. Against the winner of Heavy Metal versus Chess Man. Mm-hmm. That originally was going to be Heavy Metal versus um, Tejano Jr. I'm guessing at some point they figured... That wasn't enough. So they threw in Chessman to challenge Tejano. So what they're going to do is Chessman versus Heavy Metal. And I guess he- Tejano would get the weekend, the, the weekend opponent. Okay. The more weak, weak opponent. You know, kind of like that, oh, I'm going to beat this guy up. Beat him. And, oh, very cool. Because I think the whole idea is to build be up. vulnerable. I think, I think the, what I'm thinking is the plan is they're going to build up Tejano to where Blue Demon Jr. End up, ends up being the champion next year. I see. Or whenever they get the... The, the TV because I'm guessing they're going to want Blue Demon as their first champion when they come to the that US that would be cool that would be smart no, well, I'm just assuming that because he has the sponsorship and all that stuff or he had the sponsorship the then there is a decision match for the AAA Latin American heavyweight title that's the Blue Demon Jr. versus Macias match um, that's the title that I think was vacated by LA Park leaving okay yeah and you were telling me there was kind of a, an aborted L.A. Park, Dr. Wagner. Yeah, we'll talk about that because like, that has something to do with this. There is also, they've announced uh, a five-way tag match 
for the vacant AAA tag team titles, I don't know if you remember, um, Joe Leader and Vampiro were the tag champs. Mm, I don't. Going back in um, December, I think they won them. Okay. Right, one of those shows back then. And they never defended them. They never took a... They're they never. Just the they just never champions. defended. They were like, the standing champions. And I guess they must have talked to Vampiro or something. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he was going to defend them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they vacated them. Or maybe they just figured, <laughs> why have Vampiro and Joe Leader as... <laughs> why not put them on somebody Yeah, else? somebody who actually is a cool-looking tag team. So the tag teams, this is actually a pretty good... Um, they have um, Crazy Boy and Joe Leader reuniting as the they were the Mexican powers. Very cool. Um, Drago is teaming with Phoenix. Who should a, still be the Ever Ready cat. And that would actually look cooler. Wouldn't the Gato Ever Ready with Phoenix. They have a similar. Drago's fine. I, I'm perfectly because the guy's a good worker. Um, they have Halloween teaming with um, the original Psychosis. Although I thought Daga was in this match. I guess they pulled Daga. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I can't see the rest of it. No, I'm guessing they pulled Daga. Uh, and um, Angelico teaming with Jack Evans. Have you seen Angelico? I have not seen Angelico. It's a blonde dude from Spain, I think, or South oh, America. I think he's from somewhere around there. He's uh, he's all right. Mm-hmm. He's all right, but I mean, he. the thing is, like, if you can at least, at least do certain things, yeah. you'll look good. Yes, and then he, Jack Evans can carry the thing. Oh, there's another story of Jack Evans. I don't think you heard about it. No, I haven't. I've this is good. This is gossip. A while. Jack Evans post on Twitter. <laughs> He writes, I just want everybody... He posted it on Twitter because he has it hooked up to his Facebook. I just want everyone to know that Silver King is a, is a bitch. What? What? Yes. <laughs> Let me look for it. I Why think did I he put that it. up? Here, it's on his um, Facebook page. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, he's in that match. I'll tell you the rest of it. Um, the other tag team in that is a tag team out of, um, out of um, Puerto Rico named um, Los Mamitos. Mm-hmm. Sexy E and um, Sexy E and No Mr. E and Sexy B <laughs> Yeah Oh I'm off Doesn't sorry. that sound like The name of a A drug? Of a tag team from uh, Japan from Los DDT Mamitos Or something like Los that. Mamitos Los Sexy E and something Oh that's Yeah if you don't include Los Mamitos yeah. Los Mamitos is basically Kind of like What they're doing With Los Mireyes mm-hmm. In um, AAA Okay That would be what that is In Puerto Rico Like a cool looking Dude uh. to act Yeah um, here, I'll look for it. It's, it was so funny because he wrote it and then everybody started asking him, why are you writing? Like, trying to get more out of it and then he he wrote more about it. Oh, where is it? It's been lost. Will I have to sing Jenny Arch oh, over again? Will he- Never in my life have I met a bigger bitch than Silver King. Just thought you should you all should know. <laughs> Do we know the story behind this? Um, I guess he must be the rat, the... The guy who tells tell, the snitch, the snitch, uh, the, the locker room snitch. Yeah, so he must have snitched so wise to put stuff like that on Twitter, though. Well, I mean, if you're not... I mean, Jack Evans isn't afraid of... No, I'm not afraid, think. but uh, it's a good way... There's so stir shit up. So many people get pink slips because they just have to put something on Twitter. Not just in wrestling. Yeah, but if you've read, if you've read Jack Evans... Times. I'll tell you one thing. If you've, heard, if you've read Jack Evans' um, Facebook page, he doesn't care about... He's one of those guys who doesn't really care. And they must value he, him. He, he's, he's a guy who, like... I mean, remember, like, I think two years ago when his contract was up, he wrote one year more, one year more or something, or something like mm-hmm. that, like jail or something. He mm-hmm. made it sound like he was in jail. Oh, God. Like, I think it was two or three years ago. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, he's not somebody who's, like, afraid of that. But I just thought it was funny that he wrote that. And then he wrote that he... That, um... That, well, they must um, think Silver King is a rat. And from now on, he was going to call him, um... Um... Rata de Plata. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is a great name. That's I'm gonna, I think that That's should be a that should be a new gimmick, Rata de Plata. Oh, I'd love to take that gimmick and uh, pay residuals yes. to Jack Evans if I yes. could. Well, I've said it. I said it before. You know, I'm not a fan of just playing out spot fest, but Jack Evans is an exception because when he flies, it's his own flying. It can yeah. be trademarked the way. He well, see, and that's what I like about that team with that Angelico. They have a mm-hmm. certain look where it works with them. Because yes. um, he does all the, they both do a lot of, but he's more, Jack's more more polished at doing the high flying. Right. Whereas Angelica just has the good looks, girls are going to like him Conflanted. and everything. Yeah. It's a nice balance. Yeah, and then the opening match is the, your usual, um, Relevos de Locura, the midget. Yes. The tranny, is, the woman in the middle. Which I think rocks. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. El Ejido, Fabi Apache, Dinastia, who's really good, and Pipinella Scarlata. Versus Silver King, King speaking of um, mm-hmm. Silver King, Taya Valkyrie, Mini Abismo Negro, who's really good, and Black Mamba, the the tranny. Awesome. The one that looks like a, a girl. Now, see, now, <laughs> we just see, had this conversation on Twitter. Now, now see, knowing me, now, see, knowing me I, I, I would buy my ticket to see Triple Mania. I'd see that opening match. I'm saying, okay, I can go home now. Sure, let me I show saw you what Black. I want to see. Now, you tell me if, if you saw Black Mamba. Okay. Oh, it's here. Here, I'll get the old photos. Moving over to the couch, I'm getting older, so it's, it takes me longer to get to the face. Does this not look like a woman? That looks like a woman! My God! <laughs> Does he look like that in every photo? Because I... No, there's some... He posted some photos that when he was before, he would look like... I'm guessing he's he might be transitioning or something. There he is. But I mean, the look... But he's... Look, as a guy, he's not a... He kind of has feminine He looks very features, feminine. Yeah. And he also looks like if he wanted to look like a dude, he could look like a yeah. you know a looks, handsome pretty boy type. He kind of looks like God. He looks like somebody that um, worked in CMLL. God damn, he kind of looks like Zorro. Yeah, like he does, the AAA, like the Zorro, like the, the the look as a, when he does a guy. Right, right. No, that one picture though. I mean, it's like like no, whenever we see a picture of Amanda, you you know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you should. I mean, she looks. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. she looks great. Don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble, Kurt. <laughs> oh no, no, you know what I mean, though. I mean, don't I'll, get in trouble, Kurt. You don't want to get in he, trouble she, locally. Amanda looks wonderful, but you can tell. You know, it's yeah. a granny. You but know then, I mean? but this guy. I mean, look at that. That's amazing. He she pulls it off. Yeah. Is he going for the whole operation? Do you know? Is he gonna or is he? Just, oh, I haven't asked him. <laughs> tell him that you want me to you want me to friend him on Facebook and like well, have everybody question me okay well here's the like, thing like oh really here's the thing just in case Elena wises up and leaves me I still remember know, I my options open I still remember um, liking um, something um, that, that movie Los Exoticos uh-huh. and then Jose Fernandez sends me a oh like he's he write oh really or something and I'm like dude seriously dude it's a lucha thing relax <laughs> But it's just one of those things where you don't really think about it. I, I, oh, yeah. You know, I'm not that type of person who thinks about that. You know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I like that. It's all right. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. Well, I hope to stay with Elena forever. But you know, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have to get on the dating field again, I want somebody younger. Kurt, you know? Kurt's interested in Black Mamba. Oh, my God. This is getting worse. Well, hey, I, I'm, Ro- 51. Ro- I'm 51. Ro- I can't Rob be picky. I-, I cannot be picky. You're, you're just you're just creeping us out now. Um, yeah, well, um, what were you asking me to go back to? Um, the La Parca, Dr. Wagner. Yes. There might be another um, trios match. Oh, there is going to be a trios match. Um, um, it's going to be um, AAA versus um, Consejo and mm-hmm. El Torreo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a trios match or what, but it's Viano f- 4 leading the, the, the Coliseo 
Consejo and um, Diana For- Torreo. Who I still to this day refer to as the artist formerly known as Antonio Pena. <laughs> Tony Pena. <laughs> Tony Pena. Remember that one yeah, WCW yeah. match? Yeah, and it's going to be him. And I don't know who's going to be on his side. I, I'm guessing Kanek and all those. Actually, I think it is probably going to be Kanek and um, probably his brother. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> Viano Four's brother, Ray Mendoza Jr. Versus La Parca. Um, the La Parca from AAA. And um, Octagon, I think. And a surprise luchador. Okay. And the surprise luchador, everybody assumes it's going to be Dr. Wagner Jr. coming back. Right. Because he's basically... He, the whole thing that they that was going on with him in LA Park pretty much failed. They they're not they're not going to get the money for the for the mass match. I'm actually surprised. Hey, did it just not go over with the fans, or was it? What's the story with that? Well, it's 2013. I mean, there's no money to. Yeah. If you're not in AAA or CMLL, you're not going to get that type of money. From that's them. no, that's true. Or if you're not getting a money mark, you're not going to get that. Yeah. And Santos shows don't. I mean, Santos shows I think draw basically whatever CMLL draws on a. On a low, mm-hmm. on a week Friday show. So Dr. Dr. Wagner is back in the AAA mode. Then. Yeah, and um, Allie Park remains a hippie. Uh, I, God bless <laughs> He wants to be free like a hippie. Oh, man, he's awesome. You know, the only, the only thing... he said that, I'm a fan of I kind of think he should consider, like, I don't think... And here's the thing with Dr. Wagner Jr. He didn't have options. He doesn't have option, but he is. He has. He has no option with he, CMLL. He is a brave player, though. I mean, they. He, yeah, but I mean, the yeah. way he the way he tries to work, work out his deals, that's not the. That's not a. If you're dealing with guys who are old school, they don't see it that way. They yes, don't see the. Uh, see, I don't think he's necessarily the smartest player in the biz, but he's he reacts. A old he's one. a reactive. He, yeah. He's a guy who reacts, and it kind of sometimes it screws him up. Because CMLL, I was thinking about this. While Hijo de Santo, it's more of a money issue. Mm-hmm. With Dr. Wagner Jr., I mean, he did that march. Remember he wow. did that that little, like, march yep. against CML? I go, that's something. And then he complained about it all the time mm-hmm. to the point where, I mean, the, one of the first times Paco Alonso talked was right after Dr. Wagner Jr. left, and he actually, like, wasn't very happy with him. Yes. So it's like, can't be that happy. I'm just curious if they would be interested in L.A. Park. But I don't think L.A. Park would want to work there, like, because he wants to be free. Yeah. Because I just think L.A. Park versus Rush would be so awesome. That would be really cool. Or versus Terrible. That would actually be pretty bad. It could bad. happen. But, I mean, if he can make a, a living just kind of doing what he wants yeah. to do, I mean, that's hard to do in this business. But if he Well, can see, the thing off, is, before dealing with the person I'm dealing with in CMLL, yes. I always assumed CMLL handled the bookings for them. But I think a lot of the wrestlers can handle their own bookings. So I think L.A. Park could probably just go there and... When he's available, he could work. That would be wonderful. And he could just book himself out I wherever. personally would love to see him in the CMLL mix. And your, your mention of a Rush versus... Yeah, because, I mean, it's a, diff- it's a different LA group Park. of guys. It's a different group of guys. And, I mean, CMLL, the problem is, like, it gets really stale with the guys that they have. It does. So it's like... Times. Yeah, it's... It, Although, it, I'm still... I feel like I did a few months ago is what I'm seeing. It seems like they're really motivated these days, the workers. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean... They throw in some guys who just, you're just like, how are they th- throwing these guys? Like Thunder. <laughs> oh my God, there we go, yeah. Piroth Jr. Oh or Hijo de, I mean, New Piroth. I mean, it's like, they always have to, they always have to ruin something. Like, they had a match where the, the I think it was the, the third match was Hijos de Laverno, who are established main event guys. Yes. Versus Blue Panther, Ray Cometa, and Stuka Jr. Who just main evented the biggest show of this year for CMLL? 
Ray Clement and Stuka Jr. Isn't that a main event match? That should be. I mean, be. Blue Panther's a main event guy, basically. Absolutely. Or at least a fringe main event guy now, but I mean, well, I still. Mean, they, yeah, and Ray Cometa and Stuka Jr., I, th- I think they should be pushing these guys to the moon. Ray Cometa should be a main eventer, period. Yeah. I mean, he should yes. be wrestling Nero Casas. He should be the guy who takes Nero Casas' belt. And I know, he's got a cool I, I know I always ask this question. Uh, Why are they not doing it? <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, 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 I you want me to explain? I don't even know. I don't ask that question because one thing I've learned from just following wrestling and even being around indie groups, from the indie groups to the top dogs in the world... Never ask why are they doing this because who knows why they're yeah. doing it. People go crazy at some point when they promote wrestling. And when you, but, but no, my question, my uh, question right now is the booking, the the booker or the booking committee, either or, is it still the same mix as it's it was? Basically, the same mix ago? with maybe one new guy or whatever like thrown in. Gotcha. But I'm guessing it's like a one of those level type of things where the the guys who have been there the longest they still call the final shots. Okay. So you're basically got Franco Colombo. Um, Panico, Jose Luis, Fel- yeah, Jose Luis Feliciano. I mean, Panico when they said he might be phased out, I mean that doesn't mean he's out of the booking. Exactly, it could be like something that like mean you know, like like guys leave booking, but they're still involved in the backstage and stuff like that. They're still gonna have word. Doesn't mean that they're not involved. It just means they don't want to hear the headaches, mm-hmm. the weekly headache, That's headaches, and stuff like it. that. But I mean, then you have Ultimo Guerrero, Blue Panther, guys like that, and you don't really know what they're doing. They're probably it sounds like, like they have too many cooks. Yeah, it, and I'm guessing those aren't the only guys involved. Because I'm guessing there has to be. I'm guessing somebody from the the the, the Alvarado or uh, mm-hmm. Casas family. One of them has to be, or a couple of them have to be involved in there. Well, it's funny when sometimes when you hear the interviews with Bruno San Martino on uh, Dave and Brian's show, is he will talk about the days when. Buddy Rogers had his clique of wrestlers. Yeah, it's something like uh, that. And he's trying to watch out for them, and then somebody else has their clique. But what seems different, I mean, may- maybe there was a whole crew of people we didn't hear about, but it seems like they really only had a few guys calling the main shots, you know, back in those days. And everywhere it seems like there's a booking committee, and it, there's too many cooks in the kitchen, and it just... Yeah, I, th- I think there's too much potential to lose focus. But my question, I don't know if you know this or if somebody we know knows this. Has this always been this way in Mexico? Has there always been like a... I'm guessing. I mean, it's probably something that's been going on with Russia. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you always have guys leaving. Remember when the UWA, when they broke up, it was probably a, some sort of that's situation true. like that. So, so um, Mexico could be the one who really set the scene for having like... Well, you a know, it's huge like, number of bookers. Well, plus Mexico was. If you look back in those old magazines from the sixties and seventies, there was a lot more wrestling in Mexico than yeah. there was here. I mean, and there's always guys who bring in somebody, and that mm-hmm. that means that guy has some sort of power involved. And you know, like it's like with AAA, Conan. Remember, we always used to like. Well, not us, but like people tend to blame Conan if something bad happens, mm-hmm. or they blame Dorian Roldan. But it's usually a group of people because I mean, there's no way. Conan would have Los Mireyes, that gimmick, and he wouldn't have all those exoticos. He wouldn't. Because he's not the type of person... You know he doesn't like them. There's certain stuff that you could tell, like, if you watch AAA, you're like, okay, he he doesn't like that stuff. Yeah. Now, you know me, the exoticos and the midgets would be on top if it were Michael. Well, I don't know if he doesn't like the... The midgets would hold the heavyweight championship. I don't think he I hates... Had. I don't think he hates the exoticos. Mm-hmm. I think he hated because they were bringing a lot of the exoticos who weren't really good. Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge difference. No, that, no that's a good Black point, Mamba is good. Yeah. Um, Yuki- Yuriko is good. Yeah. Um, 
Pimpinel Scarlatta is really good. He's awesome. Cassandra is great. Still my favorite star, Pimpinel. But then when you bring in Pobo de Estrellas and guys like that, it's like, okay, those are just your your fringe guys. Those are guys you're... That is Although true. I kind of dig Pobo de Estrellas. <laughs> he looks like a pudgy, um, small um, gold dust, you know? <laughs> pudgy. Yeah, like, yeah. If, like if you wanted to Mexican, Mexicanize... D- Dustin Runnels that's what he would look like <laughs> get him and Moximo to food yeah uh, but, but, but Conan sounds like he's not really a fan of it and he's not a fan of the stripper gimmick either. he doesn't like the stripper gimmick that's See, the, the one stripper that... gimmick's a, a, a cool and you hear the pop every time El Ejido drops his trunks you hear yeah. the ladies go nuts I mean yeah. that's a good that's a boon if you're trying to diversify your audience I've always done, I've, I like it it gets annoying when they, that becomes like the focal point where mm-hmm. it's like because there's some points where like I think CMLL might have done it for well they still do it where when Alex Kozlov was doing the stop and then he would do like his little like remove of whatever or do his yeah. pose and Corleone started doing that and all these other guys too. and now it's like part of the show they all overkill. do that yeah so sometimes it gets overkill mm-hmm. but like Latin Lover when he would get attacked by those vipers I always dug that like he would start stripping and somebody would attack him like as he's stripping that's awesome which, which I always thought was, was a cool spot but I mean, it, it all comes down to overkill. If you don't overkill yeah. the gimmick, that's what it—that's what it all comes down to. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but um. Well, K. Monito will wear the heavyweight championship if I ever get the booking. Control. No, Mihe, yeah. Mihe will be the. And you know, it's so funny. I still haven't asked Girl Maya Junior to leave um, Mihe alone. I've had like all these conversations, <laughs> and I still haven't told him. I love it. I, I gotta tell it. him. I'll tell him next time. Okay. Well, there's the... <laughs> that was my whole... <laughs> we, we transitioned to me trying to get Girl Maya Jr. stop hurting me. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll start a campaign on Facebook to do so. Well, we got to um, we gotta talk about um, CMLL. Nakamura is in... Um, Shinsuke Nakamura is in um, CMLL. And his very first debut of uh, being on TV... It's not his debut because he's been there before. Was um, the Terra.com... In live stream, mm-hmm. the introduction is him and Nero Casas, Felino, Zacharias Alperico, and um, the you know the the girls and the announcer, and they're all dancing. I haven't watched that. Is that the clip you sent? Yes, me? that's the clip. Oh I my god, it. I haven't yes. seen that yet. Oh my goodness, how could you not? Is watch it the that? Peste Negra theme song? Yes, it's like? the Peste oh, Negra sing- oh. theme song. Here, I'll show you right now. I'll go on your Facebook. <laughs> you guys page. get to listen. You're going to listen to something I get to see. So all of you listening to the Lucia World podcast, I get to enjoy it, but you can't get to see it. You just have to listen to it. There's a picture uh, of me G- with GQ, GQ money. money. There's a Spectre. Spectre and – Oh, that no, that's when – no, that's when Samantha uh, – she was teaching the boys uh, Kama Sutra moves in the dressing room. Wonderful. We all learned a lot from her. We all learned a lot from her. She's very talented and she's smart, <laughs> intelligent. The show just went silent. Nah, this, uh, this oh, will man, boost our ratings. I got a lot of posts. Yes, there's the hair. messages from my pal Karen Merritt. Uh, there it is. Stuff Fredo posted. This is awesome. I gotta click the Tara. Tara, here it is. It's coming. Isn't this entertaining, folks? This is the entertaining portion of the show. You get to you as we watch videos and nobody knows what we're doing. Yeah, you guys are bored to death, and we're yes. enjoying this. This is okay. Let's see. We're gonna lose all our audience. Oh, that's great. Let me fix the. 
Oh, he looks he, he looks like the freshman who's trying to get the the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. This is great. <laughs> Look at Zachariah. Oh, he's getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> this is wonderful. Okay. Did he say precious? No. <laughs> Nakamura. This guy rocks. <laughs> this is golden. Okay. It's not like it's precious, like gracious. It's like gracious. But look at Eric Cousins the whole time. This is so cool. Cuatro Cuentas. See, I can't even pronounce that right. Cuatro Cuarenta. He's just, like, he's just standing. He's still dancing. He's still dancing. He's oblivious. Yes. Uh, I mean, come on, he's wearing a parrot suit. Okay, everybody. CMLL, Terra, 5-12-2013. Look it up on YouTube. Pesta Negra, Nakamura. Okay, I want people to know. Oh, look at the sandwich. The, the, they're, they're doing a yes for a sandwich. Oh, yeah, my But look God. at where Felino goes. Rather than go in between the girls. He goes right next to his Oh, brother. my God. It's going to be a Lucky Pierre. They're going to do a Lucky Pierre in the ring. This is so cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I know everybody who's listening is probably bored to death and doesn't know what's going on here, but you must watch this. Oh, okay. I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, okay, sh- Oh, man. I'm going to repost it again. Calm down. Okay, I want to say Nakamura. (laughs) Yeah, Nakamura. Best best thing to happen to CMLL. I want to say Negro Costas. Best worker in the world ever. Ever, I say. And Nakamura is the greatest dancer ever? Yes, exactly. CMLL promotion of the year, just for that. (laughs) I'm serious. Um, But he actually actually had a really good match. He had a good match. Um, He worked the trios match with... um, Teamed with Felino and Nero Casas. That's so cool. I think it was Sombra and some other, a couple of other guys. Wow. Mascara Dorada, I think. A lot of good stuff going on. I could have just checked on. I Facebook love thing. CMLL. Despite their. Uh... Despite um, Thunder and. Um, no. What, 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 what? Let's briefly revisit Thunder. What's the story? Because I I just watched the good stuff. I don't do enough surfing. Is he still part of the mix or what? Yeah, of course he is. What are what what he are they thinking? <laughs> what the f- are they thinking? They're not thinking. Oh boy! It's it's here. Let me look. For I it. mean, the monster looked like a like Ric Flair compared to that. Guy. <laughs> and I like the monster, but he was a terrible worker. But my God. This thunder dude. Wow. Well, there's there's. Oh, well, you're not going to be impressed with Puro. Puro. Okay. Uh, well, maybe we should give uh, our listening audience a break from the visuals. Uh, I want to see this when we're done with the show, though. I want to see some. Oh, uh, Mascara Dorada, Rush, and Titan, which is actually a pretty good um, trio. Mm-hmm. That was actually a good match. Very cool. Really good match. And uh, any other major news for CMLL right now yeah. these days? The the tournament. <laughs> Of course, there's a tournament. What do you expect? Well, you know how the, I that the En Busca de un Idolo tournament, which you haven't even watched the single no, match. Um, it's great. It's <laughs> they're they're basically using a lot of guys who are like I mean supposedly they're guys who are trying to move up to main event status. But I mean Valiente is basically a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Stuka Junior is borderline main event guy, and then the the rest of the guys yeah the rest of the guys aren't main event guys, but they're 
guys who have been yeah. around for a long time. So um, they, um, what it is basically, that's four teams, four Rudos, four Technicos. Each team has a captain as a coach and a, and a, I guess a captain or manager. And they're judged. Every match is judged by four judges. And the judges are um, usually, I think, Super Porky, Ultimo Guerrero, Tony Salazar, and um, Tirantes. Mm-hmm. Tirantes is coming back from the previous season. Yes. The last year. And um, the matches, you know, they're basically your range between good to very good or average. You know, they're not, not, nothing to go. It's a lightning match. But the highlight is the judging where these guys just rip these guys new ones where it's like basically the only guy who has like been, American Idol yes, Simon Cowell but only Tyrantes is like the, the meanest motherfucker you're he's ever gonna Simon find Simon Cowell yes but he's like he's even like wow. he's, he's he, the only guy who's gotten positive reviews is Valiente nobody has said shit about Valiente but he's basically a main event guy already mm-hmm. and he really is the only guy who's good that's good in the in a, where you know he's not gonna he never has a bad he's never he's, he doesn't have bad matches yes. he's, a, he's one of those guys so they get to um, all these different guys. Mysterioso Jr. <laughs> it's ba- basically, it's basically, it's Mysterioso Jr. You tell me about this, yes. Who gets absolutely brutalized by these guys for being a... First thing, they hate his jacket. He, he comes into like one of those, um, you know, those jackets that you wear, those guys who are cleaning the, the streets or something. Yes. Or fixing. He wears a jacket like yeah, that. Yeah, like, like a sanitary worker's yeah. jacket. Yeah, so it's a Mysterio... So as soon as he... This is the first time he showed up. It was the last week. And he shows up. Super Porky's like, I hate your jacket. I think you don't have a presence and all this stuff. And he starts, and, and, and Mr. Osa Jr. starts like, he doesn't care. So he acts like he doesn't care. So then all of a sudden they start going down the line. Ultimo Guerrero and him are from the same, the, he's one of the Laguneros. So he, he, he's harsh, but he's not totally harsh on right. it. They get to Tony Salazar, he rips him. Tyrantes just rips him a new one. It's just like all this stuff about how how shitty his gear looks, how how he never reached the fans, and he's like he gave him like a he gave him like a really low score, and as he leaves, he hits the table. He just goes, he just bangs the table and just leaves. And like the last the last show, which was he wrestled on Friday, Tyrantes gave him a one, which is like the worst. Oh, and Tyrantes' high score is a four. (laughs) <laughs> he's like he tells Valiente he tells Valiente Valiente I'm gonna give you the highest score I could give possible and he gives him a 4 and he had just given somebody else a 4 and like it's like dude a 4 seriously and they're doing the not That's only funny. is the judge vote the judges voting but there's a fan vote on a, on a website they created a website called embuscadeonidolo.com where you can vote well the voting last year somebody figured out that if you click like three different buttons, you can vote nonstop. <laughs> so, so guys are getting like three hundred fifty thousand oh votes. Oh my god! You can stuff the ballot. Yes, yes, the ballot is like ridiculous. So they announced this during the shows. They're announcing Mysterioso Junior, who has one hundred and twenty-two thousand votes, just within the last three the three three days that it's been on. And it's like, yeah, because somebody's stuffing the votes. All you have to do is tell, <laughs> remind people. And uh, they're posting pictures on Vangelis. There's something that people don't know. Vangelis posted on his uh, Facebook. He's in the tournament. Posted on his Facebook page a picture of a girl with two laptops and her fingers on both of them. I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> and it's probably the, it's hilarious. There's so, some creative yeah. stuff going on there. I love it. I love it. Because you could figure it out. Basically, if you go on there, if you go on there, I'll show you the page. <laughs> it's basically again, you're going to be entertained, folks. By well, you can't hear. Well, oh yeah, it does start with a. <laughs> It starts with the video, but... Well, while you're looking for that, I, I, I want to bring up... You, you yeah, know, go ahead and talk about Well, this. you know how we, you brought up... They knocked his ring jacket, and it looked like something like a sanitation worker would wear? I remember back in 1982 when I was uh, at a small show somewhere in eastern Oregon. I can't remember which town it was, but you know one of these shows that was an armory. And that's when Dutch Savage was uh, pretty much calling all the shots... In Oregon, and I remember the wrestlers I knew up there just hated Dutch Savage. <laughs> a lot of the fans liked him. I, I mean, it, it's odd. He was he's pretty cool to the fans, but uh, boy, man, I, I you know I'm saying, huh? Wonder why they they don't like him. And Tommy Rogers was wrestling that night, and he gets into the ring, and I don't know if he lost his ring jacket or something, but he had this long robe that was the cheapest looking robe I think I'd ever seen uh-huh. and uh, Dutch Savage was doing the ring announcing also on the show and he says okay and to my left dressed in the red bathrobe is Tommy Rogers <laughs> and I'm saying okay I see, think I see why they hate him now yeah. <laughs> see what you do is you just click see there's the vote I just voted for Valiente awesome oh right there very cool you got your you vote just, in, and then you just refresh it. This Very is the cool. this is the the old the the cheap the the slow way of doing it. Okay, you refresh it, then you go on there and you vote again. Okay, for can Valiant. you put, okay? Can you get Stuka Junior on top there? Yeah, I give him all the votes. Yeah. Good. I voted for Valiente. Oh I man, Stuka Junior, everybody. But I think they must have fixed it because there's less votes. Now, now you know what a mark I am for Stuka Junior. Do you think he'll ever punch a hole in the sky and <laughs> that main event status? Um, I mean, he worked the main event for that one show. Um. In March, the, the tag match. Yeah, yeah that's the true. tag match. That's true. Yeah, he's. I think he's a main event. Like, if, here's the thing. Like, there's main event singles guys who could work singles matches, and then there's main event guys who could work trios or um, tag teams. And do you think that's? I think that's. I, and I think he's, he fits that, but they still don't do that. Like Ray Cometa's Ray Cometa, I think can be a singles guy. I agree. I think him and I think Titan are guys who could be main event guys. Um, as singles and trios, tag, whatever you want to mm-hmm. put them in. But I mean, Rick Cometa and Stuka, they even, they even created those matching outfits. They should be challenging for the tag team belts. I don't even, yeah, they cool. could feud with um, Tama Tonga and um, Terrible. That'd be awesome. Take the belts off I, of them. I could, dig a, I could dig a whole program with those two teams. Yeah, I just actually. don't get what they're doing. Like, some of the stuff, like, they have belts, but it's like they give them to the same dude over and over, and it, the guy's already an established guy. He doesn't need the belt. Like, does, he, yeah. does, does Terrible need two belts? Give him one Maybe he needs one to hold the pants, like, and take one's <laughs> missing. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think we mentioned this in the last podcast. The, you know, we think about what we would do as promoters, and I think when you actually become a promoter or you're part of a booking committee, something snaps where, and I don't mean that in a sarcastic, negative way, but you start rationalizing strange things. And yeah. There must be a lot of... Uh, power struggles and a lot of compromising done and sometimes you compromise a program and it it looks it looks like there's not a lot of logic see i don't mind certain stuff like that but when you're elevating like relatives of guys that's what that's where it bugs me like why is pure oath working main events yeah no i agree i mean i understand if you're going to create that character let's say you create that character and then you like elevate like maybe two guys to be a henchman Mm-hmm. But they're working like the semi-main or like 
main event somewhere other like I mean I could understand working a main event in Guadalajara or something like that I don't mind but like if you're working a random Mexico and he's main eventing it's like Really? Yeah, no, 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 no. Really? Absolutely, absolutely. It used to be that. And like I said, I bet you there's a lot of politicking. There's a lot of yeah. compromises made, and sometimes they're not the wisest decisions. But people are trying to make each other happy, or they're trying to burn. Uh, you know, burn they're trying to make Mystico and uh, Rush happy by having their dad around. Maybe they need him to drive or something. <laughs> I don't know. They need him to make sure that they get to the shows. That's right. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, you watched some CML out recently, didn't you? I did. I yeah, watched... The Blue Panther virus match. Which, which was, I loved. That was an excellent match. Now, people should watch that 10-minute uh, lightning match. Technical. Not a lot of, you know, no high-impact stuff. No. All Matt, overhold. A lot of hold. Matt work. And on top of that, it was getting a pop. Yeah. The people loved it. They should be doing more of that. They... People should be economizing on the bumps they take. I think if you did more mat work, I think it would get over regularly. I think. Why can't they do this more often? In I agree. <laughs> yes. Or but any, see, anywhere, like, anywhere. It's like, it's like I say on every single show: you can't watch CMLL like base everything like as a ongoing thing mm-hmm. because there's no flow to it. Right. But if you like just follow based on one show. Every once in a while, they'll have, like, one great show, yes. and that's what you watch. Yes. Or one great match, and that's what you watch. But then, like, if you're going to watch a full show, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't and, make sense. And, and again, like we said, who knows what they're thinking in yeah, the it's back like, room. But, but it just sucks. Showing. It sucks, because if they did it, you, they obviously have the talent where they could do it, like, for a full year, and yeah. it would make sense, but they don't do that. Yeah, you know, and, it, and I watched that match, and I thought... It's great. It's great to watch. It's not nearly as hard on the body as breaking out into a bunch of high spots right away and topes. You know, you could do a lot of matches where you start off like, well, like they used to, where you yeah. start off with a lot of good mat work, break into the high spots, and climax with the topes. That entire, I know it's formula, but it worked. That it entire worked. show was probably one of the best shows that they've ever had. The CMLL show. Yes, I must admit yeah, that was that about mean, the only one I wa- match I watched, yeah, but. Um, let me see. I still have it on my DVR, so... Yeah, I can't remember what date that was. But um, I think I mentioned that it was probably one of the best shows that they've ever had. Just because they had so much um, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Like, yeah, the op. No, you know what show it was that was really good? Yeah, there, it was a different show. There was a show where they had the minis. I think it, it might have been that match. I can't remember, but that show. No, it was the last show. They had the minis, and the minis worked a really good match. Then they had the next match that um, I had a lot of the younger guys. I think they were working the Cancer Barrows, Virus and his group. Mm-hmm. That was a really good match, and it just kept flowing. Like wow. the entire show was really good. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I think this sweet. Is here, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah, it was last week's show. Yeah, last okay. week's show. Yeah, it was the show the week of um, the Chilanga. Ma- it must have been a weird weekend because the Chilanga mass show was really good. Apparently, mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying that was good. I think there was a. I think there might have been a triple A show that was supposedly really good. Yeah, the triple the CMLL show. The it was um, demos three sixteen picking mm-hmm. um, little violence little warrior. Notice how I'm calling them that. I dig it. Versus Aereo, Bam Bam and Shakercito. That was a really good match. But the follow up match was Misterioso and um, and Puma King and Virus versus Fuego Hijo del Fantasma and Hombre Bala Junior. And that was a really good match. Yeah, it was that show because really yeah, because that that actually was I think that was the show that was really that I thought was probably the best from top to bottom really good show. Herodes Juniors, that's another guy. Why are they wasting time with like 
older guy, Herodotus Jr. is another guy who's like an opening card guy. Mm-hmm. By next year, he's probably going to be a main event guy. Because he has that type of... He, he has, has charisma. It. Yeah, he has charisma. He has you haven't seen him wrestle yet? No, I have not. Yeah. He's got that cool look to him. Well, be, uh, before we wind it up, we should uh, mention that we will be doing a podcast really soon with uh, our buddy Kevin Kleinrock. Yeah. He has a whole new project in the works. and uh, Kickstarter. Involves Kickstarter. And we're hoping in the next week to... We'll be doing a special edition of Lucha World. And or it'll be our, our, set, our next show and we could take like a month off. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're trying to do this a little more. Frequent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So it will be a special edition. So we will... Uh, uh, yeah, do you know what the Kickstarter is? I have no idea what it is. <laughs> All I know is it's something he's doing with Conan, right? Yes, it's the Viva Alley Lucha. It's basically like a... It's going to be the pilot and web series that they're mm-hmm. trying to get money for. I would explain it, but I, apparently I got it all wrong. <laughs> I know, that's why I don't Kevin told, Yes, Kevin told me I had it all wrong, so See, I'll let him I explain don't it. Do attempt it because I did hear a description of it, but it's vague in my head, and I know if I said it, I'd, I'd, just, I'd just mess it up. So, plus... Because I explained it the way I explained it, and this was on Twitter because mm-hmm. Kevin will tell you that he, he told me that I was, I was wrong in mm-hmm. the way I explained it. The way I thought, not I explained it, the way I thought it was. <laughs> right. Because I thought it was a combination of NXT mm-hmm. and Busca de un Idolo and um, the Kempita por una Corona, mm-hmm. which is the AAA um, Finding New Guys, which has turned out into both. It's done wonders for AAA and CMLL. I mean, well, CMLL, what they're doing now is the Gran Alternativa, mm-hmm. which they bring in. CMLL is a little more, it's more part of their, their promotion, where yes. it's part of the. But um, it's done wonders for them with talent. And that's how I ex- thought it was. Yeah. And Kevin said it wasn't that, so I was like, I don't so. Know. But we'll what we'll do is we'll have them explain. To <laughs> although exactly Steve said, what it is. although Steve said I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Steve said Doctor Lucha said I was right, so it's more of a it's more of a it's more of a it, it doesn't come across well in a 140 characters tweet. Yes. So maybe that's where it's well. Kevin, uh, for people who know him or have heard him talk, you can tell is a very energetic guy who can. And we're going to ask him to put in more explosions. We want explosions in this. If you've heard his WSX show, basically the MTV people wanted more explosions. They wanted more explosions. And he said it was too much. And I said, you can never have enough explosions. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. He posted the video. If you watch the Kickstarter video, he posted like about 30, like 10 seconds of what the MTV show, what his idea was. And then what MTV wanted, and what MTV wanted was a bunch of explosions. And I thought it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I thought, hey, man, how can you not have all these explosions? We should have somebody do drop bombs from the ceiling, yes, too. Like, you know? well, like, what, what would basically, and it's his own fault, because he bl- brought up the FMW shows. Remember, you ever saw, saw the FM, FMW oh, shows? Oh, God, yeah. Where they would have all these explosions and stuff like yes. that? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Which looks cheesy. At times, and I think that's where he kind of understood. Like that's where he got it because it does. It doesn't look. It does. It does work for certain matches, but if you're mm-hmm. doing it all the time, it just the the novelty of it disappears. And it no, just it's true. Looking, it's true. Yeah. Well, it, it's the same thing. Like you know, you do these just absolutely stunning looking topes, but if you do them every night, it's like oh, saw them do that. So here's the thing. Kevin said he can't do it on this budget for this Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. He said I would have to get three percent more. So what I'm gonna do? What's three percent of sixty thousand dollars? Because that's what they're asking for. For they're asking film. a guy who flunked math. Yeah. You? Well, we'll have to figure that out. But I'm I'm assuming that's about. My dad is a nuclear physicist. I flunk <laughs> math. I flunk math. 
I'm guessing it's about 15,000. Mm-hmm. I think we should start a Kickstarter to have explosions. Oh, a Kickstarter for his there is Kickstarter. A Kickstarter to have explosions this on his show. This will be a piggyback Kickstarter yes. for him for yes. explosions. And if we can't raise enough, at least we could raise enough to throw some fire fire bombs in there, some firecrackers. You know, oh, that would be even better. You know, somebody's about to get the win, and and a prankster throws firecrackers at them. They get scared and get pinned. You know, they get frightened by them. So then I think it's going to go more than three percent. It's going to have to be at least. We're going to have to ask for at least twenty okay. twenty thousand. Well, you might hear us doing Kickstarter very soon. Actually, it wouldn't be like fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's like more than. Three percent of yeah. sixty thousand. Well, Fredo and I are actually going to do. Kick- Once we figure out the math, we'll do a Kickstarter, yeah. and basically, what our Kickstarter video will be, it's going to be us like muting Kevin, saying that he doesn't want to do it, and it will be us extending that thirty seconds of him exploding stuff on WSX. Yes, yes, that's what we're doing into a five-minute segment, and we we're going to just add more, 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 more. more. <laughs> Blow up. Get, you got blowed up real yes. good, as, yes. as uh, yes. the Second City TV crew would say. Kevin doesn't know this yet, but that will be our Kickstarter. That will be it. And, well, yes. of course, our other Kickstarters, we're going to start Holt Street Wrestling. And yes, Holt Street. For those Street. of you who are outside of the SoCal area, Holt Street is... Uh, the scary part of Pomona, but it has some bitchin' places. There's a barber shop where we want to start promoting shows. It's not a barber shop; it's an armory, and the barber shop's on the side. Okay, but we will have matches in the barber shop, and there too. is and there's like a cannon I think on the side too because it's an armory. That's right. We'll shoot off the cannon. You will. Do you remember that one PWG show that we went to where um, the the Dragon Gate guys? Yes, Stalker Gate. Yes, they, they put the Stalker Gate on there's the cannon. There's a cannon outside the armory, yes. and they're climbing all over it. Yeah, yeah. Bitchin'. That was so cool. We'll have to do that, too. So, I think there is a canon. We'll, we'll do angles in the barbershop. We'll do the interviews in the barbershop while the wrestlers get their hair cut. And that's yes. what it we'll, is. That's where we'll make our money. We'll offer haircuts yes, yes. as part of our shows. Exactly, exactly. And we'll interview the barbers, too. Yes. The barbers will be the wrestlers. Yes. You get to pick the wrestler you want to give you a haircut. <laughs> oh, my God. That would actually be a great... This would be brilliant. This is a... I think we got something This is a Kickstarter here. project here. Oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I... I I think you hear something brilliant. And we'll have explosions, too. Lots of explosions. Since Ke- apparently we we're not going to be able to talk Kevin into doing explosions. Yes, yes. And, and we'll have explosions. Yeah, and we'll have lots of flashing lights for no reason. Lots of strobe <laughs> oh, lights. You know, and then, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll get everybody dizzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel dizzy. My head is yes. spinning. Oh, God, yeah. This is a show. <laughs> oh, my God. I, these are the things dreams are made yes. of. i, I, I got to tell you. Oh, my spam! My spam Facebook friend just friended more people. Oh, is this one of the ones where somebody uh, shows themselves as a woman with sexy legs and they're no, it's uh, just her face, to... like her face, like doing a pouty face. Uh huh. And since she, she she had Dr. Lucha as a friend, I friended her, and immediately she sends me, "Hi, how are you?" <laughs> it's I, I'm too tired to go to sleep, and I'm like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then she's wrote. How about I send you some? Send me your phone number. Yes. I'll send you some some <laughs> some some cool pics. And I'm like. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks a lot, Dr. Lucha. <laughs> and I even asked him, did your friend? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of those lately. Yeah. And, and they're all they're all from, uh, you know, wrestling friends, like Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Facebook yeah. Wrestling friends, so. And now I don't, I don't want to unfriend her because I don't know if it's going to offend her. Or <laughs> I don't know what will happen. Too so. funny. Yeah. Okay, well, we will uh, be talking to you folks this week, and... Uh, yeah, we'll try to get Kevin Kleinrock yes. on the next show. Maybe talk a little more Lucha. And in the meantime... We'll probably a- definitely ask him about RXLL. We certainly will. Because he didn't mention that on... I don't think anybody's asked him about that. Yes, and we will also ask him about the CWLL. What's that? I don't know. RXLL is a real thing. Yeah. 
but CWLL I just made up. And you're going to ask him about yeah, it? I'm going to ask him about what that is and how he would go about uh, presenting it to people. Oh, jeez. So there's going to be a lot of great stuff. So until... Well, then, I, th- I think it's going to take him a long time just to explain to us his Kickstarter. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of old. We're not, we're not new to the whole Kickstarter. He'll thing. be doing all the work in the next show, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So keep on rocking.